0: Welcome to Do a Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. God, we thank you for your love. God bless you. God bless you. To you. God but thank you, Lord. We are not here to, we're just here to just say thank you. Because truly you've been faithful. I will bless you. A lot of people have gone down the mental train. A lot of people helped different things. But in all we say thank you. When everything fails, you have, shown, you have shown yourself faithful, And we are grateful to you. Lord, we say, let your name be glorified. Thank you, faithful Father. In Jesus Christ's name we are praying. Amen, 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 amen in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let us have our sin. God bless us all in Jesus' name. Just have um, a few minutes to, as we look at this topic. Let's come, let us worship. You know, we, during the Christmas, this is one of the things that we talk about. Oh, come, let us adore. And things like that. You know, we, we are coming to worship God. There are a couple of things, you know, that you know uh, it is. At times, let me call, first of all just point out one thing. Um, my attention was called to something that I said on Friday, Saturday. Friday, sorry. Friday prayers when I was preaching and I said that the blood, the death of Christ takes both the sin and the consequences away. I believe it does. However, one other thing is that, you know, for example, if Somebody does not flout the nature of God, you know, to see what you, you know, there. Let me give you an example. There was a man, so he was flying around, who went to the lion's den to go and prove that God is real, and he never came back. You get what I'm trying to say? So, there are those aspects, you know. There are people who, you know, I was ironed at when we were talking, she called me about. God has told and things like that, I was also pointing to her that there, there is a faithfulness of God and there is also the part of you being faithful at your workplace. If you are not faithful at your workplace, no you matter how many visions they give you, you are going nowhere. It is the truth. In so that is why the Bible says we are working in partnership with God. So it is not that the um, it's not, a, it's, it's not a problem. God would, you know, God will always show you that there is. Um, and, you know, and I believe that. So it's just yeah. for us to understand. An example is that if, if somebody was worshipping an idol, or maybe in a particular time, and that person did some dedications of themselves to an idol, and they give their life to Christ, the effect of their living giving their life to Christ cancels that aspect. There are some things that we will talk about next year. You know, the more you discover about God, the more you understand. There are some things that we are doing in the, in the body of Christ that it is interesting. Hallelujah! You know, it is interesting. God won me I just kind of it was more this week that I kind of saw it more. God won me once at a particular time when somebody was sick, not a member of this church, someone totally outside. And I was thinking, you know, how should I pray? Should I pray for this person? And I was saying, God, you know, what are you saying? And I I felt I had God clearly in my heart. What do you mean what am I saying? Which part of the scripture did you read that I said to people ask me before you pray for if I, am, if I have something to tell you, I will tell you. Why do you do it? When Jesus was sending his disciples, 12, he said, go to the town. preach the gospel, heal the sick. Which one do they know that God said he should heal them? After that, he sent 17. They went. He, healed, he said, heal every one of them. Pray for them. Jesus never hacks people. That, okay, which one is your home? It, it didn't have that, but we are that is, you know, that is one of the aspects that we are doing now. When it is a scene, it deals with it afterwards. That was when the woman that said, said, Go and see no more, but it doesn't make that a subject of conversation, you know. Um, it, 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 Someone was sharing a couple of which I believe that you know I believe I understand what, what was going on, someone saying you know um, something is is a spiritual attack something is a natural sickness. I said when Jesus was going to appear to talk to people, he didn't say which one he, is he. I go delay or is it physical? He doesn't do that. He heals them first, then he talks about it at all. Somebody can sin and can fall into sickness and things like that. God would deal with us, but he would say to you. Let that person know that they need to change their lifestyle. God will help us all in Jesus' name. So there still, you know, I'm, I'm, I, am, I, am, I am happy and I am excited about next year. Um, one is that, you know, they, they, when the Bible talks in the book of Acts, that when they beat, beat up the apostles because of persecution, the Bible says that they got, they got to the place and they were so excited, they were glad that they were beaten for Christ. That's what the Bible says. You know. And for you to qualify for persecution, that means you are you are about to step into something that is that is that is you know that is that is going to not that you free yourself, but that is going to depopulate the kingdom of darkness. The devil doesn't give them is not anybody that's persecuted. No, it's not a Christian that's persecuted. Persecution is for, is for, <laughs> is for serious people. So when God is saying to you, not that they they are shooting fire from home, that is not. That is just like, the the devil is behaving. But when it comes to persecution, and we don't, there's some of that we'll be talking about next year by God's grace. Why, why would, are you defaciating persecution? Persecution, which one are you supposed to endure? Which one are you supposed to say, you know, no, this is not, this is not persecution. This has nothing to do with persecution. And things like that, you know, because it is not all suffering that is suffering for Christ. There's all suffering out of ignorance. You get what I'm trying to say? So, so god god help us in jesus name but you know it's just i each, each time i think about it i'm more excited about what is i was saying to start thing. Uh, i said i don't think that we have done something yet that we should warrant persecution i said because we are still not there are still some places we have not stepped you get to say. so you know so we, I, I believe that it's an exciting desire amen so we'll just look at this quickly. Um, come, let us let's worship. Now, you know, we, 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 the, the subject of worship has been, there's one of those things that in the body of Christ that, you know, we, um, at times what the Bible sees as worship, you know, people say singing is worship. Singing is not worship. Singing is just an expression of worship. You know what I'm saying? So um, because you slow it down, does not mean you're worshiping. You get what I'm trying to say. So, so worship has nothing because you will begin to see. The Bible talks about Abraham. Abraham went to sacrifice his son. The Bible says Abraham went to worship and he sacrificed his son. He wasn't singing, but he was worshiping. So we are looking at worship as, as, as a core thing and how how you can you know so that as we as we begin to worship God and give Him thanks. It will begin to, the expression will begin to comfort. You know, the expression will begin to comfort. We'll, we'll talk about this scripture, John chapter 4, which, which is one thing that, you know, um, there, are, there are different um, things that can be seen in there. But Jesus was talking about this woman, this Samaritan woman that he met, and they were debating about where to worship. And he was saying that, you know, we worship, we Samaritans worship here, you, the Jews worship there. And and Jesus began to say that, you know, a time is coming now, is it, that, you know, when those who worship the Father worship in spirit and in truth. Jesus said that those are the ones that the Father is looking for. A couple of things I just want to just point out is that, you know, some people would say that, no, this, 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 this scripture is saying that, you know, you don't have to be in church to worship. Yes, but being in church is part of worship. That is why you saw Jesus go to the temple. He was also speaking to his father. But the Bible says he goes to the temple as his custom. So that means that he had a custom of turning up in temples. Yet there were a certain times he went to the mountain and sat down there to seek God. It wasn't that if he sought God somewhere else, he wouldn't have seen God. So it is not an excuse to say that, you oh, know, the Spirit of God is everywhere. It is, it is again, it is just... You know, when I see people that talk that I just kind of just keep quiet. Because when you understand the counsel of God, you begin to understand. I see even the apostles, when they were going by the beautiful gates, the Bible says that they were going to the temple at the hour of prayer. Yet the Bible also records that at the time that Peter was fasting in his house and he was praying, and God sent a vision. So why didn't Peter replace that one for going to the temple? And again, it's important that you 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 we understand what coming together really means. Things that God do because there is a time when God had to had to you know when the first of all when they were going with the Israelites they would set up the their tents and the tabernacle would be in the midst of them. It got to a point that God said, "Take that tabernacle out of their midst and take it outside." Why? Because the tab. Let's say this is the tabernacle. And You have, um, I think Judah is at, at, at that hand, but you have Ephraim and the rest. They this that's how they make their tents. If you look at how that tent was made, it was made in form of, of the cross. If so you see the length as the Bible you gave them, if you look at it from above, assuming you had, um, uh, what's this called? Um, a drone, you would see the sign of the cross, but that's what we're talking about. But what, what I'm saying is that, so in that, so you just imagine the cross. And at the center was where the tabernacle was. So God was God later said, "No, take this tabernacle Moses, take it outside. Why? Because he got to a point that I wanted to go and see, and if uh, Yemi at the other side, she's from Ephraim and from Manasseh. So you know the meeting point. Where's the meeting point? The tabernacle." Some people just use that as an as an opportunity to say, ah, I, I'm not seeing the love that God said, okay, you know what? <laughs> Take that and go and put it outside. Let us see who will come. Let us see who will come. It is not a it is not a you know, you are not here to come and to come and <laughs> we are here to worship with God, not to just say, ah. You know, so what I'm trying, I'm also saying that the dimension of you turning up in church every Sunday is also not the approval standard. So when I'm in church Sunday, just to see somebody, or just to have a, a chance, say, oh, you know, I don't want to catch up on Sunday. It is not it is not the meeting point. And so God said, take it out, and let them, and what happened? Everybody, I, I'm just brushing through a couple of scriptures, Moses and Joshua were the ones going. The Bible says all the children of Israel, they stood by their door and they were watching them going. So they were to say, Worship time, everybody will start at this door and be looking. That's what happened. So that means that the convenience of them coming was because, you know, it was free to everybody. Let us just come. But that also doesn't mean. That you know, I believe that even the the on the, the the online church will, um, you know the the broadcast and things like that is also embedded in scriptures. Because when Solomon was going to build the temple, Solomon said, God, wherever they have, if they look towards the temple, whatsoever they ask, answer. Them. So Solomon said there would be people who may not be able to reach wherever they had, so all these things are not new. Those who said, "I know, ah, the church church is going to collapse," those systems are already in place in scriptures. The same thing was what Daniel was doing. Daniel would open his window and face the um, the the, the temple. The temple, based on the prayers of Solomon, then Daniel would look towards the temple and begin to ask, and God answered. But again, it is also adi genuine you know, It is also why are you saying what you're saying? That's what it is. Whatever option it's there in the scriptures, but you know, it is also why why you're saying what you're saying. But God will help us in Jesus' name. I'm just trying to just put, just to kind of just pick out certain things that people pick out of these scriptures and use it as, as you know, as things that are not too relevant. I was I was I was listening to also I didn't listen to, but I just saw this. Um, um, I'm, I'm a good citizen but I just didn't listen to the Queen but you know she said something on <laughs> How many of you listen? Sorry, our, our mothers are here, I can't say how many of you. But you know, God bless us in Jesus' name. The people are laughing. Some people did not even know that the Queen spoke. should hmm. They should revoke your British passport. <laughs> So the so she was saying that it says the teachings of Christ have served as a inner light as as, as my inner light I, I, as as the sense of purpose can we can find in coming together with way so she was saying that even in these tough times for her coming together in church or in a community has been a strength for her has been a strength for her she said this on on Christmas Day when she did her Christmas podcast. So let's just quickly look at a couple of things. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15, verse 8 to 9, Jesus said, "The these people draw near me with their mouth, and they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. He said, but in vain do they worship me. Please notice that these people worship. That's what he said. In vain do they worship? So they actually engage in the worship. Jesus now pointed out something that was causing it. And he said that the teachings of the the teachings for the doctrines of the commandments of men. Teaching teaching for the doctrines of the commandment of men. What he's saying in essence is that if the teaching is wrong, you would worship wrong. You cannot worship accurately beyond the level of teaching that you get or understanding of scriptures some people say ah no we've been we've been listening to we've been listening to you know we've been listening to, let's, us, let's just let's do worship oh we are just we are just we're just see I, I'm just a, a worshiper you cannot worship god accurately you are pegged based on the depth and understanding of sound doctrine that you know I'm not talking about doctrine I, we are taking water here that's not what I'm talking about what the Bible calls the apostles' doctrine. And you begin to see it as you begin to address what Jesus was saying. So they were worshipping, but Jesus was Jesus now pointed it out. He said they, they've been they've been taught a kind of worship that is according to the teachings of men. And Paul was quite important. Was quite um, was quite. It was something that Paul was really. You will see that Paul was looking at. Even when he said the First Timothy chapter three verse fifteen, Paul said, "If I am delayed, if I am delayed, you will know. How, um, if if I am delayed, you would you will know how people ought to conduct themselves." In the house of God, this that's something that when you read, he said, hey, which is the 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 church of the living God, the pillar and the foundation of truth. What he's saying is that he said people have to know how to conduct themselves in the setting of God, i.e., worship. But how do people know? See if the Doctrine is not. Please, when I'm looking, I know that that's another that aspect. You know, and that people hear doctrine and they hear all sorts of things. But what the Bible calls doctrine is different from what people call doctrine. So, when you when 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 you cannot express, that's why Paul will see. Paul will say, that's why Jesus was referring to to that John. He said, you are worshiping a god you don't know. It's not that they were not worshiping. He said, you are worshiping a god. So you cannot go beyond your level of understanding of scriptures in worship no matter how much people are weeping people can weep and afterwards they move on you know the servant of god was talking to me said so that so pastor said i i went i was ministering in the place and god was god was moving powerfully, and i was looking at the choir and there was this lady that was weeping and crying and she was she she was coming under the conviction and things and i was saying god thank you only for the service to finish 15 minutes one married man came to come and pick up (laughs) he said ah he said he just took up he (laughs) said what just happened oh god god help us in jesus name so Paul was saying that, you know, there is a way you hold to conduct yourself in the house of God. And you will see Paul again drawing those issues as he looks at Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. He said, therefore, brothers and sisters, I hold you in in the view of God's mercy that you offer your body, we'll still come back to that, this scripture, offer your body as a living sacrifice. On that scripture, maybe the, uh, the King just will tell you a living sacrifice, not as a living sacrifice. But again, you know, he, he said, holy and pleasing to God. He said, this is your true and proper worship. In that went on, he said, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So he started off from worship and was bringing it to the point of your understanding of the scriptures. He said so that you may be able to discern the good, the pleasing, and the perfect will of God. So that shows me that there, are, there are levels. You may be saying, you may be doing certain things now, you may be doing, it, you know, um, and Fire can be coming out, but it is still a level. I was looking to this man of God, and he was saying to me, he said, we're having this long conversation. And he said, ah, pastor, he said, when I first of all got to know God, I came to the Papandu setting. I don't know some of us know. I don't know how best it. Pac-Man you people. That's what I can call it. For those who don't understand, you can't find the Google. I don't think it's a Google. He <laughs> said, he said, he got to, you know, he was growing and somebody saw that this boy is going to be someone that God is going to be. So a prophet drew him close. And he said, we would, in the services like this, you know, we can we can throw people in trance," he said when service you all go in trance," he, <laughs> he said he said he said there was he said it was It wasn't he said but he said until god took him to another place he saw somebody at his workplace who said to him um who was saying to him you know um, and there is, is a, a Pentecostal church that wants to convert to Cianis because God has been speaking to them that they need to convert and things and things like that. That are you going to come and things like that. So that was when he just, one day he just went to that church and that was when he was helping them because he's, he's very gifted and God as God, God has blessed him and anointed. And you, you know he he was saying he said to him he said that is the that is when I knew who Jesus was. He said, Pastor, I don't know Jesus. <laughs> but I can tell you, is it, is it to turn the place upside down? Why? Within a few minutes. You would all go in class, the whole place will go upside down. But I said, I didn't know Jesus. He said, when I got there, when they began to explain the Bible to me, when they taught, of course, he was helping them with the prophetic harm of the church. But he said, when they were teaching me the scriptures, said, ah. Now, when you see him ministering, he's a total different person. So, when so where Paul was saying, see, that doesn't mean that like people go there, their deliverance will not come. Or, whatever, it was. you know, they, they will cast out demons. And one thing I've learned also is that there is a difference between deliverance and casting out demons. You can cast out a demon if a person is not delivered. He's still under the jurisdiction. What you just is you just sent one out. That's why Jesus said, if one goes, he will come back and say, let us go back to my place. That's what the Bible says. And so he's still under their jurisdiction. So you can cast one out. That's why when the Bible says, when we gave our life to God, we were translated from the kingdom of darkness. into the." That's why the Bible will use, he has delivered us. Because deliverance is actually moving people from one kingdom to another. Now somebody can be oppressed. But if somebody is still under the jurisdiction, that is, please, this thing is not complicated. It's just giving your life to Christ. That person is still under their jurisdiction. So you can cast out today, but just be ready to come and cast out tomorrow. Why? Because it's still under their jurisdiction. God can't understand in the name of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to different places this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm just trying to, what what God are say is that your worship is links to is linked to you know you know just back to that that's what Jesus was saying to that woman make sure you don't go back into this again. Basically, surrender your life to God or health. So because Jesus is saying that because I Jesus myself cast it out does not mean another one will not come. Why? Because you are still under their jurisdiction. May God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. So at times when you see, you no know, when people just do do deliverance or what they call deliverance, you know, casting out demons and things like that, and there is no war, there is nothing. He says, you know, you have only made that person worse because the Bible says when they come back, they will come back in sevenfold. Is it not better to leave one than to send them away and not show them the path of God, how they can grow as a Christian? That is why there are some places whereby deliverance cannot stop. He's always delivered because you know, he, 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 he are not moving people from one kingdom to another. You're not doing that. You're just casting them out. God, God grants understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, and those things are what is attractive? See How they cast that table, see how they cast that. They the old son is casting Nobody has translated from any place to another or taught what it means to be in another kingdom so that you can stand your ground and say, Excuse me, this is no, I am not under your jurisdiction. God help us in Jesus' name. Yeah, so we was saying that. What I'm trying to point out here is that like, again, please look at worship. Is linked. Verse one is talking about worship. Verse two is talking about the renewal of your mind. So if you are, not, if your mind is not renewed, you will still be. You know, <laughs> oh God, God help us in Jesus' name. See, at times, people try to spiritualize this. I don't know, you know, we have prophets. They don't, I'm very, I don't know what this kind of things. But, you know, they see to certain that we don't see. And, uh, you get what I'm trying to say? There was somebody that was in our church in Nigeria. He was also from papanjo Hango. Uh, sorry, for those who don't know you know me today. Yes, sir, I just it. Um, so, so you know, he, he, he started coming to church, very anointed, prophetic, and things like that. And we were speaking to him one day. He said, "Ah, he said something has happened since I started coming to the church." I said, "Okay, what happened?" He said, "He said he said when I, he said when I used to come to church, I discovered that they changed the kind of angels I was using." He said, "When I he said when I come in, they stopped those angels outside." I said. Well, possibly. I said, but the scriptural understanding is that your understanding of scriptures changed. And the way God you dealt you the way you perceive God also changed. And as a result, if they stopped angels, those things was demonic. <laughs> you know, it's the truth. It's the truth. But people will call it as if it is something that is you know God help us in Jesus' name. If an angel can be stopped from functioning with you because you enter the church, then there is something. Is that the angel is demonic or the church is demonic? One of the two. (laughs) One of the two. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let's just quickly look at this scripture a little bit deeper. John chapter 4. Now, I might need those who have British passport to help me. When I called something, but you know, amen. He says, Now that he had had to go through Samaria. Now, for those who understand the map, there is other ways for Jesus to have gone, but he decided the Bible said he had to go through that part. In fact, that part is not the shortest part. So, I don't have the map up, sorry, but it says that so he came to a town in Samaria. Called sinker. Now this sinker is not actually the name of the town as it worked with. When you read some Bible commentaries, this sinker is is like is a derogatory word that they used to refer to an area. So they used to it is it is either count drunkards in that area. So that is why it is not surprising that when that woman, you know, she was in the group of our people, that is why when she got there, she said, ah, you know, when she went, he said, I you know, a man came and told me, all oh, that I have done. It was, it was their people. They knew what was going on there. So I, I'm just trying to point that out for you to see as we begin to explain what Jesus was saying to her. One offense, she was a Samaritan. Samaritan, She was from Samaria. To a Jew, they don't. It's as if you are asking a Palestine and a Jewish child to sit in the same room. Secondly, in in Samaria, she comes from an area where it is known for prostitutes and all those kind of low-life people. In fact, you will see some translation that would uh, some not transition, some Bible dictionary that will put Sinker as head. Okay, God bless us in Jesus' name. Okay, see um, yeah. So Jesus was going to Jerusalem from um, huh. Is it can can I can we can we go back to that scripture, please? Oh, sorry, it was it was before that. Okay, it, let's say it was coming to Jerusalem. Now this is, um, sorry because I didn't have that in the scriptures. Let's let's just go. After yeah. no 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 just that map. So. It was coming. Can somebody read that scripture for me, please? If you can find that scripture, but I know that it's just it would be just before um, verse four. He was in Galilee. That, he was in Galilee. He was coming from Galilee, going to Jerusalem or Judea? He was going to Galilee. So. Basically, there are... Now, please note that this is a town. So, if... I, I'm, 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 now, please note that the map may not be I, I totally... As in describing here, may not be totally accurate. Let's say it was coming from Jerusalem. you could go this way down that route. And you could go this way straight. Do you get attention? So, Bible scholars will tell you that going through this path, you probably have to go... I don't think he wanted to go up and He wanted to go this way down there. So he That's why the Bible says he had to, because there were other routes for him to go to where he's going. But he had to take that particular route. Does that? Does that? Do we get to that point? God help us in Jesus' name. So the Bible says that you know, um, then he asks the woman for um, from. Um, let's go on to the next. Scripture, please. Now, we're getting closer. Now, secondly, sorry, the second offense, I'm going to go going to go bad on time. The, the, the second offense that woman had was that she was a woman. Men did not stand to talk to women that they are not have any kind of relationship with on the road alone. Why do we know that? Because in verse 27, when his disciples saw him, the Bible said just then his disciples returned and they were surprised to see, to find him talking with a woman. So it was not common. Not that they don't talk to women, but when you meet a single woman and you know, you don't want to be talking to her in a very um, in, in a sec- secluded place. This is one of the things that one of my August taught me once. It's about Jesus never sat in a closed room with a woman. No matter how well you go in ministry, don't sit in the same room with a woman. Especially where you know that there is nobody who can come in. It's better you sit in public like Jesus did. <laughs> Hallelujah. I just did one 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 couple of these that I learned down my down, you know. I've experienced it before, you know, when when a lady came to me, one you know, and, and you know it was genuine, because you know it was genuine, but I didn't know it was genuine. But she came to me and I was in the I was in the hostel. So she came into my room and it was now was not a hostel, it was a private, it was like we rent rooms, so it was like a private so my room was a first room and I have I have a roommate. It was a private property. So the girl came, the lady came in, and the lady said, oh, she, she's had, she came to see me, I don't know how. She said, I, 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 could, I have not been able to sleep for days, and um, I've been having pains all all, all three. I said, okay. She said, okay, said, we'll pray. She said, and you okay, you have to lay hands on me because, I said, it's not a problem. They said, um, the pain really is below our stomach. I said, okay. said, <laughs> <laughs> please, God. I said, um, and my my, my roommate was not there. So I said, okay. I said, you know what? I need to get you water. We'll pray in water. And things like that. I said, okay. So I stood up, went to get water. As I was coming in, I opened my door wide. I took the curtain, I flinged it open, opened the windows. (laughs) So then we can pray in water and I'll give it to you. And God had it. Even by the time she got back to the hostel, some mother friends came to come and ask her, what's going on? So what happened? Because she has refused to wake up. She's been sleeping for for hours. So what I'm saying is genuine. But whether genuine or not, I don't know. The Holy Spirit has not told me. But but what the Holy Spirit has told me is, flee from every form. <laughs> Hallelujah, Amen. Amen. You know, when the Bible says flee, that is when he has beginning tongues <laughs> uh, God help us in Jesus' name. So, secondly, she was a woman. Now, she began to. Now, let's go to that verse twenty. It says, and just to kind of give you an example, so a background to that person that Jesus was talking to. So, Jesus now, he now said, our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim to worship in another mountain. Now, one of the issues in this case was one, they were Samaritans and one, Jews. Secondly, you had the issue around circumcision. Those who believed they were dedicated to God versus those who believed they, they were not. And Jesus now began to say, "A time will come when the worship would be those who for God is spirit, and those who worship Him worship Him in spirit and in truth." Basically, what He's saying is that because as as a human, as a human, you are we you know we we have three compartments. So your outer look, or your your Person is not going to be the issue. Remember, that's what Jesus was saying. That these people are worshipping me with their lips. But a time will come when the worship will come from within. So Jesus now, Jesus was saying that this kind of worship it will get to a point where you will be unified by the spirit, whereby you will not be able to differentiate. It, it would not matter if you were from Samaria or from um, of, 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 of her, of a Jew, doesn't make sense to us. So, I just want to say that you see the worship, please, not again, as we be, as I begin to dream, because you may be quick to say that there are some people who are looking down on her. No, she was the one saying, she was taking pride in saying that, see, we this is how we worship, and what he's saying is that when you come before God your essence of worship if 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 you don't identify with the sacrifice of Christ whatever form of worship you are doing is in vain if you are if you are here and you are worshiping because you know um you you you, you are counting on your own righteousness to be able to act the worship of God, either your righteousness or you're looking down on yourself. In that class category, you fall into. Because that was what this woman was saying. She was saying that you know our ancestors told us that you know this is how God normally speaks to us. And Jesus was saying, no, a time will come. Now I wanted to see how how important this is. See, when you when you go to um, Philippians chapter three, please. Just he said, "We are this. We are the circumcision. Now, when Paul was talking about circumcision, he was saying that we have been circumcised by Christ. So, what brought us together was that we can connect to God by the by the sacrifice of Christ. So he said. We are the circum- we are the, uh, we are the circumcision who worship God in spirit, rejoicing in Jesus Christ. I don't think this is making sense. Is that when we step into worship, the first thing that is emphasized in your worship, the first thing is that you are standing by the grace of Christ. 1 Samuel chapter 17, you begin to see that, you know, this was what um, 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 David was saying when David saw uh, um, Goliath. And he said, who are you, this uncircumcised Philistine? So circumcision was, was a major issue that differentiated them. Some were happy that they were not circumcised. Some were glorifying in circumcision. And Jesus said, a time will come. That's why he said, salvation will come from the Jews. That's why he started from that statement, saying, salvation will come for the Jews. He said, but a time will come, and now is, where those who worship God will worship him in spirit and in truth. You cannot worship God in spirit, except first you identify with the death of Christ, because your spirit cannot access God. Does this make sense? Or your spirit cannot access the covenant of God. What I'm trying to say is that one definitely, and we'll get to that point, one surely, like Jesus said, it is not only worshipping from outside. It is the worship that comes from within. That is one step when you talk about the spirit. You connect from within. But you don't only connect from within but you connect from it in such a way where the death of christ is at the center of the boldness that you have to stand before god may god grant us understanding in the name of jesus christ now this was with this was issues you know even when jesus had died peter was having the same issue when you first corinthians please uh he said, was a man already circumcised when he, uh, w- when he was called or should he not be uncircumcised? A man was a man, was a man uncircumcised when he was called? Should he, should he not should, uh, he should not be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing. Un- and uncircumcision is nothing. Why? This thing is such a major issue. Now, your own may not be, you may not be interested in circumcision or not circumcision but the question is, when you stand before God to present yourself for worship, what is your basis for the reason why you think your worship will be accepted? May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, as we, as we first of all deal with that, so it just, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite um, a lot to go through, but as we, as we first of all begin to understand that, that either you are Jew or Gentile, as far as God is concerned, what brings you together? It is the death of Christ another example? Is that either, either you know, no matter which class, see, it is sad that you would enter a church and you'll be able to differentiate who has money and who does not. One that is a failure from what the fold has evolved into. One of the reasons why, in the, in the early days of CNS, why they wear tail is because. Was a cloth, was the cheapest cloth, and everybody wore it. So it didn't matter if you had a million pounds in your account or you had 10 pounds in your account. It was a result so that you cannot differentiate one from another. God bless us now. Amen. And I want us to know is that once we get to understand that, then where does worship start from? Worship is really submitting yourself, your pride, everything before God. It is a life of surrender. That's what I'm trying to say. That is why when you begin to see the scriptures, when the Bible begins to talk about worship, it would always talk a worship in line with posture. So you would see in, 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 in Matthew chapter 15, verse 25, the Bible says, the woman came and knelt before him. That's the head idea and said, Lord, help me. But when you go to the NLT, you would see it that same scripture, but she came and she worshipped him. So you see that the worship is actually saying, God, you know, I cannot stand before you in my own righteousness. And you'll see it in Psalm, in, in Psalm 132, verse 7. It said, let us... Let us go to his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool. Footstool is the bottom bit. So he's saying let us bow down at his his footstool. So worship first is a life of surrendering yourself before God. If you have not surrendered yourself at the cross, what you are giving is not worship. That is why Romans, Romans 12:1 says, Therefore, I hold you brothers in the message of God, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So that means. Any other worship outside of that is false and improper. Is false and improper. One other thing I'm just going to just point us to as we as we just move through this scripture. Like we said, Jesus said and this just emphasizes on it, when Jesus said those who worship the Father must worship him in truth, in spirit and in truth. One, the truth which we spoke about is that it has to be founded on scripture. The Bible says your word is the truth. People will say that, no, you have to be true to yourself. You cannot be true, to, you cannot dwell on the truth of the scripture and not be true to yourself. But you can be true to yourself and not dwell on scriptures. Do we agree So when Jesus was saying truth, he wasn't talking about, ah, uh, I, I um, you know, you can be true to yourself and say, I'm not even worthy. Yet, what are you doing? You're stamping on the, 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 the sacrifice of Christ. Does this make sense to us? So, being true is not only just, it is, it is also building your relationship in the world with God. As you understand Him more, you come to new levels of worship of Him. And I'll just, you know, the Bible says to us something. You know, when, when, we, when we begin to look at the body of the human being, the body of the human being, you have, like we said, you know, you have the the, the the body, the soul, and the spirit. Now, what you have is that you have, when you look at the scripture, the scripture puts it as, when we look at the tabernacle, the tabernacle has the outer court, the inner court, and the holies of holies. Can I have the slides please? The Hatha the courts, the Hina court, and the holies of holies. So basically, and yeah, so you have which which one did Jesus tear when he died? Then? This one. Why did he not tear this So if you're going to give a description, this is your spirit. This is the place of your soul. That is why you have the menorah, the bread of, the shoe bread. Because that is the place, the shoe bread, because that is the place where you feed, where you read the word of God. You feed your soul. That's why the Bible says the word of God, which is able to, so you don't feed your spirits you feed your soul. That's what the Bible says, the renewal of your mind. So what is happening is that the greatest barrier is how your spirit, God can connect from your spirit place to your soul. So when Jesus tore down that place, this was the part he tore down. So that you can now begin to worship God from your spirit. And not just recite. Some people are worship So this is the, what the Bible calls the outer court. The outer court is where is what you can see. The inner court is what you have to go in one step to see it. Then you have the holies of holies. So when Jesus died, he spread the holies of holies giving you access to be able to come into the Father. So that's why Jesus said, a time will come, and now it's where you will be able to worship God in truth and in spirit. So that means at a time they were not able to. Does this make sense to us? God help us Amen. in Jesus' name. So let's just quickly go on at the top, yeah, Hebrews chapter 10. Okay. Hebrews chapter 10. Yeah. yeah. So, a scripture before, please. Yeah. yeah. The Bible says, by a new and living way, by a new and living way opened for us, through the curtain that is his body. So what the Bible is saying is that when Jesus tore, when Jesus died, it was as if his body was torn open so that we can gain access to his spirit. And the Bible says when you read the NLT, it calls the curtain here, the Bible says, through the curtain into the most holy place. So when we come to worship, what I'm trying to say to us is that when we come to worship, we have the opportunity to be able to, when 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 we first of all establish our relationship with Christ, then you know that worship goes, you, you present your life as a sacrifice. And as a result, you will begin to understand the singing aspect of your worship will be reflecting a deeper thing inside of you. Just for something we need to know is that worship, that's why the Bible says, present your body as a living sacrifice. So worship is far beyond just singing. Worship is far beyond. Worship is a life. That is why when you read Luke chapter 2, verse 37, Luke chapter 2, verse 37, and the Bible says that. The Bible says, says, and there was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipping day and night, fasting and praying. So the Bible is saying, fasting and praying is also a form of worship. Now let me just bring it to a close as we look at this part that we normally look at more. Is the aspect of when I sing? Oh, it is. I will give an example of David. You know, David. The Bible says that First uh, Samuel chapter First mm, Samuel chapter sixteen, verse twenty-three. First Samuel sixteen, verse twenty-three. I'm sorry, um Bible says whenever the spirit from God came on Saul, so this was like an evil spirit that was disturbing him. The Bible says and David took up his uh, and played, then the relief would come to Saul and he will feel better and the evil spirit will leave. Please, did you notice one thing? That what happened after David leaves? The evil spirit comes back. So what was happening? Did God come and deliver Saul? No. In fact, God had no problem with Saul. But what happened? As David, who had a lifestyle of worship, when he sat down and began to sing or play his instruments, the spirit of God came. God came to look for David, not Saul. So when the spirit of God entered the place, the evil spirit would leave. But as soon as David packed his baggages and he goes home, the evil spirit said, they've left, let us come back. (laughs) That is how the lifestyle of a worshiper If you are not also a worshipper within a church, a worshipper can come, do worship. You think God has come to meet you, he didn't come to meet you. He he had the voice of a worshipper and he came. But after the worshipper leaves, you are on your own. So it is important that you begin to develop a lifestyle. Of becoming a true worshipper before God. So wherever you go, like Jesus said, you open your mouth, the whole place it turns around. Why? Because a worshipper is singing. The last scripture that we have is Psalm 16 verse 18. This is what David said. David said, I have always, Psalm 16 verse 18, sorry, He said I keep my eyes always on the Lord with him at my right hand I will not be shaken So every single day my meditation is on how to please God So when I step into the place to worship, the whole place will erupt That doesn't mean that people do not benefit like Saul, Saul did benefit, but it was because. Because if God was after Saul, when he delivered him, Saul would have no more problem. May God grant us grace. Sorry I don't well pass, but because grant us grace. And hold our holy Jesus' name. As we Go into the new year. Please make up your mind to be a true worshiper. Present your life before him as a true sacrifice.